0: All right, welcome to today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader, where we dive deep on all things leader-related, related related to leading yourself and leading others. I'm John LaRideau, your host. Thank you for joining the show today. Uh, I got to tell you, I just uh, popped up to my daughter's room and um, I stole two Tootsie Rolls. I forgot how damn good Tootsie Rolls are. Holy Jesus. Those things are fantastic. They're too small, though. need bigger ones, but... um, Wow! If you hadn't have a uh, tootsie roll recently, just go find one, have it. It's magical, magically delicious. Uh, so uh, the other thing that was really cool. So I got my daughter uh, for Christmas a um, uh, a sunrise or sunset lamp, which wow! I was she's like you got to come up and see this. She set it up. I popped in her room. It was like a sunset was coming through her window. It was unreal. Uh, very very cool. And as you know, environment is important to you. So figure out how is important. So figure out how to create the environment that's conducive for you to be happy and productive and relaxed um, and just put it together. You know, I'm working on my office right now and putting up, making a whole bunch of changes. You're going to see a different background in this podcast moving forward, uh, hopefully after this weekend and some cool stuff coming. But you know what? We're all in charge of our own environment. So create the environment that makes you happy. If it's a big bowl of tootsie rolls next to you great if it's sunset lamp great whatever it is figure it out and do it music all that kind of stuff uh so anyway that's not the uh, topic of today's podcast today's podcast is about um is one of many that i'm going to do on decision making and uh, i want to talk about uh the concept And a quick story I'll share with you here, uh, which I'll share the story first. Then I'm going to talk about the concept. So in 2014, um, there was a uh, there's a state owned railway system in France called SNCF. And people had noticed strangely that the platforms they thought in France, the train platforms were getting smaller, um, weird, like noticeably but not like crazy but they just started noticing wait a sec is this really getting smaller or not uh and um <laughs> so in event, people were kind of scratching their head on this debating whether or not it was the case the the Fr- uh french newspaper le canard I i don't know i'm sorry i'm mispronouncing i can't even read my own handwriting le, le canard uh a, a chance Uh, ...noticed this uh, thing and called up the SNCF and said, are your platforms actually getting smaller? I mean, many, many people have noticed this. They pretty much dodged the answer and dodged the question, didn't give an answer. And this paper did a bunch of research and they found out that, yes, they were making the platforms smaller. But there was a really good reason for it, a very interesting reason for it. See, earlier that year, the uh, SNCF, state-owned railway system in France, had spent $20 billion on revamping their entire fleet of trains. They bought 2,000 new trains. Uh, and it was part of this major overhaul of their transportation system. $20 billion, not million, $20 billion on 2,000 trains, somebody do the math real quick. Twenty is that two? Is that uh, ten million dollars per train? I can't, I don't know. but anyways. Uh, so, bottom line is what they found is that um, they had measured a small portion of the platforms prior to placing this huge order. But what they didn't do was measure all the platforms. They didn't do all the legwork and research that they needed to. And what happened was these trains that they had built that they spent $20 billion on were actually eight inches too wide. So literally 25% of the platforms across the country, the platform, I'm sorry, the platforms were too wide and the train could not fit in the station. Literally eight inches. They could not fit in the station. That's like buying a Ferrari, but it's your garage is not big enough. It doesn't fit. It's like, wait a sec. What? We spent all this money, $20 billion on new trains, yet 25% of our platforms. Now, this was 1300 platforms. 1,300 platforms, 300 took months. They did like months and months and months and work, lots of money. They did it like in the middle of the night. <laughs> they didn't want to like people to know, I think. It was embarrassing. And they still had, they got done with that and they had a thousand more to do. It was 1,300 platforms that were eight inches too wide. They could not fit these trains. It actually ended up costing taxpayers $65, million. 65 million dollars. Um, and, And again, this problem is that they had measured some of the platforms, but not all of the platforms, some of them, not all of them. Major, major problem, avoidable. And literally, it was kind of this comical, I mean, obviously, people went to town on their thoughts and feelings and all kinds of stuff about this whole dilemma. Could you imagine paying that $65 million at a taxpayer money because they had only measured some of the platforms and they had to re- reduce the size of 1300 them? Okay. Bottom line. And I'm not picking on, uh, you know, France by any means. People make decisions like this all the time. They make mistakes like this. Companies, individuals, countries. Make mistakes like this all the time. One of the most important things to do in making a decision, I just taught taught a workshop on decision-making. One of the most important things is you have to ensure that you have accurate data. You've got to make sure you're looking at accurate information to make a decision. In this case, they thought they did. They had a small sample that they thought was representative of the whole, which I see that mistake happening so much all the time and it was inaccurate, it was misinformation. So I want you to think about this. You're the CEO of your company or senior leader of your organization, and you're making a decision based on feedback from a small portion of people that you assume is representative of the whole, and it may not be. We do that oftentimes. We just assume the loudest voice we hear is representative of everybody. And oftentimes, and I will say most of the time, it's actually not. That person just by their nature is more vocal. They're more outspoken. They have stronger opinions about things, but oftentimes and most of the times they're not representative of the whole. So you have to be very careful as a leader. If part of your data collection, part of the information that you're looking at to make a decision is people's opinion. You really have to get a great sampling and the right sampling. If you're weighing people's opinions, if that's part of your process, You have to ensure it's not just the people, your top producers, it's also the people at the bottom. It's not just the people that have been there 15, 20 years. It's the people that are new to the company. It's not just men, it's women. It's not just women, it's men. It's not just people in there getting ready to retire. It's people that are millennials, it's whatever. It's all different, diverse uh, group representation rather of your organization. All different types of backgrounds, everything. That's gonna give you more accurate info. If part of it is figuring out, okay, I need to understand what is happening, where our process breaks down, I can't just look at and observe, you know, to it. So if I if I'm running a bunch of Starbucks and I'm trying to figure out why are people not ordering this new, you know, venti, you know, triple latte, whatever that's just come out, that's a new thing on the menu. Uh, I can't just go to one Starbucks and sit there for an hour and talk to maybe the baristas and figure out the answer to that. It's probably going to be much bigger than that, right? So I can I have to I have to ensure that the data that I'm getting is accurate. I think that's one of the most difficult things in decision making uh, decision making that leaders face. It's very hard to get all the information, but once you do, that decision oftentimes becomes a lot clearer. So, if you're struggling to make a decision, ask yourself if you got a big decision coming up, ask yourself, How confident am I that I am truly looking at accurate information and I have all the data to be able to make the right decision? If you're not 100% confident, go back, recheck. Go through and just accumulate, do better due diligence, whatever you have to do so that you're looking at that total picture. Again, I've used the analogy. Sometimes we look at one or two or three pixels and we draw a whole picture based on that. And in reality, it could be an entirely different picture. Those pixels could be something totally different. So don't let your mind create a picture that just doesn't exist or is dramatically or drastically or grossly uh, overstated or inaccurate. Okay, that does not serve you well in making great decisions. You're never going to be able to make all decisions right, of course. But if you can make one or two great decisions every year that you would not have otherwise made. So if your process for making decisions and over the course of a few of these podcasts, we're going to go through different things. I'm going to talk about cognitive biases next time. Uh, But if you can be conscious of some of these and improve your decision making, even one or two percent. That's gonna be one or two big decisions a year that you make that are good ones instead of bad ones that you might regret. And that's my hope is that I can share with you some of the ways that I've seen the best leaders out there use to make better decisions both personally and for their businesses, and ultimately leads to long-term success. So uh, just a quick story that I thought was interesting to emphasize a point. Um, and uh, again, I love your stories, by the way. Share them with me. Give me your examples, your ideas. Um, and as always, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you subscribing. I appreciate you sharing, liking, commenting, all that kind of good stuff. And of course, go down below, give five-star review, and we will see you next time. Thanks, everybody.